It's one of the fundamental questions when it comes to regeneration. Who is it for? And we, as a borough, have experienced this transience of population throughout history. It tended to be more towards the East End, and this was, at the time, essentially the docks. So as more people made this their homes, it began to feel like a place. And it had voice, it had people who really care about this place. But as we saw more and more new developments come forward, and the type of spaces that this also delivered, you know, two beds, one beds, etc., and the proximity of the Kennedy Wharf estate, there was a feeling, and it is true, that this is becoming more and more a place for this transient population who would come in, work for a few years, and then move on. There was a lot of space created once all their firms disappeared, so they started to build apartments and houses. Initially, there was a pretty good system uh, where a lot of it went to people who were on housing lists. Islanders didn't want to go off. People didn't want to come and live on the island. And kind of that's how they liked it, you know. <laughs> it was their place. And it was a kind of homogenous sort of place, you know. It was pretty much a white working class population. So what happened was there was a, a shift where people who had priority on the housing list, when these new houses were being built, were being put on the island because they had larger families. Then you get the resentment kicking in, you know. So, oh, they're getting the houses and we're not, you know. From going, being a very unified, cohesive community into a fairly divided community, freeways. You've got the new populations coming in, you've got the traditional populations, and then you've got these people coming in buying what they call yuppies. Hard-working people coming in buying houses, but they're on better wages because they worked in, in a financial centre, buying these apartments. So most people like us were forced to sort of move away. We didn't have children, we didn't have any housing points on the housing list, so you move away. Now suddenly you're, you're an outsider to your own area and you're still working there. Eventually the older generation got left behind. A lot of the older islanders have now moved out because you live here, your son or your daughter can't get a place because it's just out of their reach. There's no council place this hardly anymore. It's affordable rents, whatever they yeah, are. Your kids used to be, be in the same street. Used to be guaranteed yeah. a property yeah. on the island. The same as anywhere, wasn't yeah. it? You, you know, your kids could stay close. Now they've got to move out. My four children still live on the island now. I'm very, very fortunate. Where the island don't mean nothing to my grandchildren because most of them are living in Kent or Essex. It's the only way they could be housed. Tell you the truth, I feel like a red Indian. No one likes us and they don't care. I've got a lad, he's down Stanford Lee Oak, works in here. Now that's perhaps nearly 30 miles away. Now he's destined now to have a car the rest of his life so he can get to work. There shouldn't be things like that, you know. We used to go home to dinner here. Them days are gone and lost. And they were good days. I've got a son moved out to Essex, um, Elm Park, Romford Ray, a lot of people going to Dagenham. <coughs> Where it's more affordable. Generally, it's for, I say, early 20s, single, maybe a couple, maybe married, close to work, close to Canary Wharf, close to the city. And I suppose those are the benefits you have. Canary Wharf is great in terms of the facilities, it's got all the stuff, it's quite modern. But I think uh, as you get families, it becomes more and more difficult. I suppose that's a one problem with the Docklands generally is the infrastructure is struggling, right? You can see with all the new developments coming around, you've got uh, uh, the one and everything in central uh, Canary Wharf. And that's a difficulty now, even with the, um, the lorries coming in, you know, there's uh, a lot of them. The A13 comes down from the docks. I mean, you come down and now, it's every day it's packed 
traffic's at a standstill. It's not necessary, they could have used a river. Generally, there is a lack of services on the island. When, when I grew up on the island, there were shops everywhere. The whole of the, the loop in the river was basically shops on the inside part. The outside was industrial, but the inside part was all shops with houses above them. That's something you can see in any picture. And that's when there were 15,000 people living there. Now you've got 55,000 people, going to be 100,000 people, maybe 120. And they're going to need shops and provisions. You've got Asda, but when we had the first COVID outbreak, there were queues around the block because there's only one shop. It's only one garage. I know local shops have disappeared pretty much everywhere, but you've got to make provision for people. We had a butcher's, a baker's, a greengrocer's. But then again, I don't think those shops could compete with the supermarkets. I'm not sure. We are pretty new here because before we were in Pepper Street, but we moved two months ago because they are demolishing Pepper Street and they are building up two towers, 320 apartments. So suddenly they said, I'm sorry, you have to move. Okay. And also, this area is pretty controversial because there are lots of residents, many, but no small business premises. Yeah. Or if you see some empty premises, of course, first, they are big. And second, you cannot pay rent. It's ridiculous. And they're still empty. So after the pandemic, they should have learned that they could probably be more available, you know, towards the community. Yeah. So I think they will stay empty forever because who can pay such a rent? What I like about this area, there's a vibe like going on. It's like quite alive and very, there's very young population who lives here. So it is really great to see there's always big energy going on. Even we can, it's busy. What the people need who live in the area, some um, kind of open spaces that they can spend their time, especially on the weekends, because most of them, they have either balconies or they don't. I know there's not much space left because of these residential buildings. Some places need to be grassy more because less grass and more concrete, it's not really fair. I wonder why it's so hard. There's very little green space and every bit of space gets taken up. People probably think, well, if I've raised children here, where are they going to play and where are they going to be raised? And it also puts an enormous pressure on schools. They've built several new primary schools, but I think there's probably six or seven primary schools on the island because of the number of kids being born here. It's a good thing because initially I think people treated it as an investment. I know quite a few people, that, even from other parts of the East End, they bought a place on the island. It was fairly affordable. Once they had kids, they said, I'm not putting the kids in local schools, and they moved out. There are still good things on the island. And we want to keep them all. And the and one thing is, we've all got the will to get out. You know? Yeah. And we've got to get out and meet people. We have got some good things on the island. The question is, if you want to really make this as a place where people want to stay, then it goes, yes, housing is a big part, but it's also other things. Parks, safety, schools, and all of those things that you need investment and upgrade so people begin to feel that this is a place that they're willing to compromise on something but not everything. That's the big challenge for us and we've seen the pattern still continuing because more recently there was a survey that the council undertook and a large percentage of people have expressed that they're looking to move out. So the prices and the flats have a big role.